0: Welcome to episode four of Yard Pillow Radio. Here we learn about the different perspectives where many people I've met get to contribute to, share their stories, and help understand each other a little more. In this episode, we dive into the serendipity of friendship and what evolved from there. What is a relationship and how would you define it? Some would automatically think of it as two people from the opposite sex or the same sex coming together romantically. But when we expand our minds a little further, we think about the relationships we have with our families, friends, and even ourselves. In this lifetime, there are many different relationships that we come across and nurture. They can range from being a lot of work Or truly fulfilling I would say that either way they shape us into the individuals we become on a daily basis meet Katie and Vesso two unlikely people who found themselves in the same place at the same time it was a coincidence some would say or was it destiny Listen to their story of how they found a safe place within their budding friendship that later turned into something more than they could have ever imagined.
1: I I was still in a relationship. It was a very bad relationship. I had gotten myself in a situation that I never thought in my life I would be in.
2: I had recently been separated, about a year and a half or so, I was not divorced yet. I was
1: going to school kind of full-time, where I would always start going to school full-time and then drop half of my classes. Um, I was working a lot, I was trying to get more involved in the real estate side with the association.
2: Um, So I was concentrating mainly on starting this company and meeting new agents and bringing them onto our brokerage.
1: And somebody suggested that I go to this thing in Austin.
2: I was headed to Austin for this rally at the Capitol. And I was by myself. um, Because at that point in my life, I was just, you know, single mom and and work mode. And that's all that really concerned me.
1: So when we went to Austin, I wasn't really... Plugged in with all the realtors that are involved with all the HR stuff. I didn't really know anybody.
2: I went to lunch because I didn't know anybody really there. So a big group of people in the same industry went to this barbecue place. And I showed up at the barbecue place. I just gotten
1: kind of tired of going to all the meetings. And I reached out to this lady because I knew she was always hanging out with people. So I figured I would just kind of see what they're doing. I sat
2: down at the table and no one was really talking to me, which was kind of typical. I don't know why because I'm a really amazing and nice person.
1: She was wearing these big sunglasses. And I think she was on her phone looking at something. She looked very unapproachable. I'm not gonna say she looked like a bitch, but she was definitely not like, "Oh, hi, who are you, new person? Come talk to me." Um, he
2: sat down next to me in a in a gray suit, and I remember, and I remember looking at him and thinking, uh, "That is an asshole right there." <laughs> He um, uh, wasn't really talking to anybody. He wasn't really nice. He was um, making some like rude comments to people. I didn't know what was happening.
1: And just kind of started talking about, you know, what she was doing. She had just started at I had just started my own company in Spring. We started
2: chatting a bit. Um, and it, it was at my job at that point in my career to, again, network with people in our industry. So that's what I was doing with him. I was trying to basically recruit him into my company.
1: So the more we were talking, it was like, oh, we kind of have the same ideas for... What we want our companies to be, except I had no money, and you know Katie was coming from a good brand that uh, was supporting her in what she wanted to do.
2: So I I met him there, um, continued to follow up with him um, to try to you know see where it could go because he, in our industry, um, was very successful. So he would have been a great asset to our company, Um, and it it just you know it it was my job at that point. And people don't believe me, but that's all that I was looking for.
1: But then after we got back to Houston, she reached out to me a couple of weeks later on about possibly just discussing the opportunities with Tarot.
2: I finally set up an appointment with him uh, to talk work and we met at the Starbucks and we sat at a little table. I
1: think it was just Katie and I that met initially. Uh, and you know, we were just very, you know, work related discussions about everything. We had
2: coffee, um, I paid for it. I remember he tried to pay, which I thought was very nice of him. I do remember, and I'm not like a gold digging type of woman, but I left that meeting and I drove around the Starbucks parking lot to see what kind of car he was getting in, which is completely outside of my character. But I did do that. And he got in a really nice infinity, which I was like, oh, that's interesting. You know, she's
1: very good about how she talks to people and understanding where they're coming from and that kind of thing. And at one point I was like, look, I've dropped out of school this semester. I'm not taking any classes. Don't tell anybody because I still drive into town and pretend like I'm going to school, when in fact I'm just sitting in my car on the side of the road somewhere, you know, trying to just figure things out or get caught up on work or something like that. And yeah, eventually it was just, you know, it, it continued to be a very professional relationship we had, my business partner at the time and I uh, had several more meetings about, you know, possibly joining Intero as a franchise owner at that point um so i kept seeing katie for a while
2: She sent me a text message i was running a bath for my daughter at my house and there was some something again in our industry like a networking event and um, and it was really late um, and maybe i'm old-fashioned but i don't think that people should text like work wise like past a certain hour um or maybe i i just knew that I, I felt like that you know that little feeling from somebody when you know that they are interested in you um, he sent me a message and I remember sitting there and going and I'm kind of giggling to myself because I was like, oh, no What have I done? Because I, I could tell it was like past 10 p.m. And he was asking me if I was going to this event um, and and by the way, he he was not single either at this time So we did not do anything scandalous whatsoever And
1: I may end up and decided that the situation I was in personally is not where I needed to be so I was able to get out of that relationship and you know at that point i was even working with this person still in spring and i knew i wanted to get out of that environment um you know professionally and personally i wanted to get out of there so i was able to uh, move into town and i knew i wanted to come on board with intero at that point katie was one of the people that kind of helped me realize that
2: so anyways we chatted a little bit back and forth then And then what turned out to be a very professional relationship turned into, over the course of another year or so, an incredibly, like, really, really good friendship. So he was always there for me, watching me go through these ridiculous, like, dating scenarios. And you Katie
1: was seeing this weird guy on and off that I had met. Uh, And eventually, you know, Katie told me that she's no longer seeing him. And I had just gotten out of a relationship. She had gotten out of a relationship as well. And I think we both... We both weren't really looking at each other as, you know, a relationship is going to come out of it. Although I always assumed that that would maybe happen hopefully one day.
2: Yeah, just a picture like any movie you could ever imagine where the guy has a big crush on the girl and the girl doesn't really know and she just keeps dating all these idiots. Um, and the guy is just kind of sitting back waiting for his turn. Or maybe he's just not confident enough yet to come out and say it. But Vesso is very um, smart in knowing that he should have never come out and said it yet because it wasn't the right time and I probably would have been like, get away from me.
1: But it was just, a, I think it was a good time for both of us to just have somebody that got the other person. But yeah, there was many times when, you know, there was other guys that she would go on dates here and there with, that she would tell me about, we were friends.
2: Again, and I think, I, I hope from what he's told me, he had, you know, feelings the entire time, which is pretty funny looking back because I'm sure it was really hard on him to hear about all the things <laughs> that I was telling him, which come were not things that he wanted to get. Uh,
1: and deep down, I was always I like, ugh, that makes me mad, you know, that she's going on a date, like subconsciously, there was something in my mind about, I didn't like that she was going on dates with other guys, even though I had not communicated anything or made any kind of move, but it was kind of like festering up inside. And there
2: was a, a, one situation where I um, flew to New York City um, for an, a, an event, another industry event, and uh, I was supposed to go on a, a date um, with someone while I was there, who was in, in New York City as well. And the
1: guy decided to not show for the date or cancel the date last minute or something like that. So she was obviously pretty upset and about I it.
2: And was really upset and sad. And I uh, uh, was talking to Vesto about it on the phone. And,
1: and thinking, oh, I need to just go to the airport and get on a plane and show up.
2: You know, fast forward a couple of years, he told me that he was about to, like, buy the ticket to come there and, like, you know, saved me from my sorrows and he ended up not doing it because he was afraid that i would be like what are you doing (laughs) like why are you why did you show up here you weirdo
1: looking back now i really wish i would have uh but i didn't do it and that's something i've always kind of kicked myself in the butt for.
2: Uh, which in fact would have been a very um, sweet thing for him to do but that's the kind of guy he is he just wasn't there yet we were at my office and i my headlight in my car wasn't working and i guess it's kind of a complicated Car to change a headlight. There in. was
1: always opportunities where I could be there for her, and I really enjoyed being there for uh, her.
2: I had no idea that his father was a mechanic, so it was pretty interesting for me. He overheard me talking to somebody on the phone about getting my headlight fixed.
1: We were going somewhere in her car one day for lunch, and uh, I had to drive. She was busy working on something, and her tire pressure thing went off that it was low. And
2: he's like, "I can take care of it." And he was in a suit, and I was like, "Yeah, sure you can, Besso," because. I didn't know that he could do those types of so things. So I just
1: pulled into a gas station, she was on the phone or something and, you know, put air in her tires and she was like, oh, that's different. I followed
2: him out to my car and he took his jacket off and his dress shirt off and he only had like a, his undershirt on and he fixed my car in like 10 seconds. And I remember that, I think I took a picture sneakishly and said to my best friend and I was like, look at this. Like who the heck knew? Um. And his hands got all dirty and there was some sort of weird like a- attraction at that point because he got his hands dirty. You know, like,
1: uh, and I guess nobody had really done things like that and now that I know her better and I know her past uh, she's always the one that takes care of everything and everybody. I was out of town in San Antonio with uh with my roommate for some game. We
2: were texting back and forth at, at this point we were telling people we were best friends we were together all yeah. the time.
1: And again we're just at that point like the flirting had gotten a lot more intense. I mean, it was very obvious from, from both of us that we were ready to kind of move on from the friendship level.
2: I I, I think I was done with the game of not, not flirting with him, I guess.
1: You know, let's kind of be together, but not be up in each other's business all the time. I told
2: him, I really need, I don't want to say friends with benefits. That is not the term I used. I made some other like really classy term up.
1: It, it wasn't. I think the way that either one of us expected that a relationship would kind of kick off from.
2: He needed to hear something that was um, sweet coming from me so he had the confidence to, to you know reciprocate and tell me how he felt.
1: And then when we when I got back in town the following couple of days or so, we went to lunch.
2: And it was awkward and weird and I sat across from him and uh, I think I made it more awkward than I should because that's Katie.
1: It was the most awkward time I've ever had with her. In our entire relationship because we had both just gone over this uh rules of our relationship you know and they were very contemporary so neither one of us kind of wanted to be like all right so what do we do now what's next like what's going to happen uh and i remember us just both kind of like staring at each other not saying anything just eating
2: Um, That night, another work engagement we all had to go to. uh, We dropped some other people off and he was going to take me back to my house and we were on Allen Parkway. And
1: I had a really cool car at the time, so I was being a typical man showing off with my cool car.
2: And I said, and maybe I'd had a glass of wine by that time, so I had the guts to say it. Because again, I mean, this has been my best friend for like two years, so it was kind of weird. Um, And I was like, are you gonna ever act on those messages that I sent you? Um, And that's when, on Allen Parkway, going God knows how fast.
1: Just on my brakes and pulled over and just jumped on top of her and we started making out. And that was the first time that anything substantial had happened.
2: It was a very sweet and romantic courtship Five years of our relationship, um, I have had to learn to walk on the inside of a sidewalk and let the man ne- walk next to the street because you know he is that gentleman, or um, let him always open the door for me because uh,
1: I've
2: always been super independent and have opened the door by myself. Or
1: doing those things for her, like it just fulfills me, you know, like to open the door for her or to get her water at night when you know we're going to bed. I know she likes to have water. Um, if she ever has to get the water for herself, you know, I feel like I let her down. So it's like on a much, on a much bigger scale, I just want to be there for her and take care of her.
2: So when I am going at hundred miles an hour and I, I need someone to calm me down, he can see it in my eyes and he will just give me a hug and I can, my blood pressure, like everything just comes back to where it needs to be because he is um, the other half of me.
1: You know, when you're in a, in a relationship where you can kind of really open yourself up and grow and know that you are willing to do anything for that person, for them to do the same, to grow and be a better person. Uh, it's just hard to describe it. Like that feeling of ease and comfort and connection that you feel.
2: I want every woman to experience that and kind of hold out until they can find it um, and just believe that every road that you're on and every crappy relationship that you've been on is been put in your place to like lead you to the right person and just keep holding out and don't settle
1: yeah it's just the connection is is so strong it's it's hard for me to describe it but I just know that anything that goes on I can open up to her about it I know she's the same way Um, she's made me become a better person tenfold in every aspect of my life
0: we all aspire to find someone who completes us Because we all relate to wanting to feel loved and accepted. It may not happen right away or when you want it to, but if you stop letting others make you feel like an outsider and instead focus on you and what makes you happy, life will be a lot easier. I want to send a big thank you to Katie and Vesso for sharing their story of love. Vesso proposed to Katie last year and they are soon to be married this fall. I appreciate you guys taking the time to listen to this episode on Your Pillow Radio. If you enjoyed these stories, share it with someone you know, and please leave us a review and let us know what you think. We would love to hear from our listeners. This podcast is brought to you by Philantro, the all-in-one platform for small to mid-sized nonprofits. For more information, please visit them at philantro.com. That's P-H-I-L-A. N-T-R-O.